0: Hello and welcome to a Nick Reed podcast. My name is Nick Reed. (laughs) So if you're tuning into this, um, this is the first attempt of me trying to put out a podcast for everybody to listen to. Um, So a little bit about myself and what I do. Uh, My name is Nick Reed. I run my business, personal brand, Nick Reed Entertainment. I'm a full-time musician, singing guitarist, DJ, MC, based on the Central Coast. I service Sydney, Newcastle, Hunter Valley, uh, Central Coast, I've been out at Tenworth. I've been down to Barrel. I've done Kangaroo Valley. uh, I've done Coffs Harbour. So I've kind of been all over the state. And I've been doing weddings for about seven years and playing guitar and singing since I was seven. And I'm 25 soon. So that's about 16, 17 years. And I thought I'd put this podcast out because I get so much joy with working with clients one-on-one and being able to, within the space of 10 minutes, unpack and take away all the stress of couples when they're planning their weddings and their wedding days because they know that they're working with somebody that they can trust and somebody that can really unpack things for them. So I thought rather than trying to uh, do a 1,000 weddings a year and have that same impact, I thought I'd put out... This podcast out for free, just to help educate and inspire couples out there that are planning their special days, and hopefully there's some really good points. The goal is to interview suppliers that I work with and trust um, to help bring really valuable information uh, in regards to planning weddings and decorating, and you know scheduling things and what to do and when to do it, and what to look for in your suppliers, um, all those kinds of elements. And I know that nobody's got the time to kind of click and read a three or four page blog or a 20 page eBooks, but everyone's kind of got 10 minutes while they're dropping the kids to school or whatever to pop something on in the car. So that, that's the goal of, of what this is. Uh, so I want to start with my first episode talking about timelines and talking about scheduling your entire wedding day and how that kind of looks, how it kind of works, what you should look for, um, just a few different ideas and formats. Now, there's two ways that you can plan. Uh, by the way, like this is coming from a musician, you know, um, that's been in a, you know doing weddings professionally for the last seven years. My, I myself, I'm not a personal wedding planner, but I do pick up on things that work and I try and really work with flow in my everyday life as well as in my professional work. Um, so there's, I find two ways, that two templates actually, that you can really draw from and work from when it comes to planning and working with your wedding day. Um, option one is let's get everything out of the way and get to the dance time. Um, so how that kind of looks is, uh, say for instance, when you're looking at a wedding reception, uh, you'd walk in cut the cake straight away, go to your first dance straight away, everybody sits down, you go straight into the speeches about half an hour or so and then after that, entrees come out, mains come out accordingly, um, you yeah, have some dessert. If it's there and then you just go for it and you have you have your dance and all the formalities are done and how that kind of looks is, say for instance, you've got a 6pm start and 11pm finish, the first hour is dedicated to getting all the formalities out of the way, and then you've got four hours of mingling, dancing, partying, catching up with friends and family. Now, that can be quite full on. That first hour can be quite um, intense because there is so much going on and people are expected to sit for that duration. um, And that's fine. Um, The second option is you want to take your time. You want to obviously do things by the book. You want to look at, um, enjoying each moment and not feeling rushed um, and that's fine that's the second kind of template that I draw from um, if dancing is important to you I like to work from planning timelines in reverse or reverse engineering it and what that means is say for instance you've got to finish and wrap up everything at 11 o'clock you obviously don't want your first dance to be at 10 o'clock because then you've got an hour of actual partying time and then you've got to pack up and go home so i like to unpack it and go look if you want you know two hours is a lot of dancing two and a half hours is a really solid effort three hours is massive and three hours of dancing is covers a lot of ground uh covers a lot of genres it covers a lot of areas so it depends on how much you know a couple of factors come into play you might have your elderly father or mother um, wants to go home early, so you've kind of got to do your dance, you know, around seven thirty before they go home and leave it about eight o'clock, and that's fine. So um, that's obviously things to think about. Um, but a typical reception, you're looking at um, entry into reception, so a song for that. Um, you sit down. If you're having a sit down, it's you know entrees and then mains, and then coming out, you have got speeches. And then you go into your cake cutting and then you go into your first dance and father-daughter dance and all that. And then you go into the actual dancing component. So I like to point out if you want about, you know, and think, if things run late throughout the whole evening as well. So you want, you know, about a half an hour buffer for, you know, the entire amount of formalities. So that ultimately, if things run late, the thing that gets affected most is the dance time of the entire night. So you want to allow enough time, if that's important to you. Um, you want to allow enough time, you know, say, um, on your schedule, 6 p.m. start. Uh, we do the first dance at, you know, quarter to 8, and if things run late, you know, 8 o'clock, 8.15, even 8.30 at the latest, and then you've still got two and a half hours of dance time, which is a lot um, of, of time to be, you know, partying and celebrating with friends and family. So I like to point out all those elements, Um, now when you get to the end of the night, I like to cover this with, uh, all my couples that I work with. So when you get to the end of the night, say your reception finishes at 11, you, you have a couple of options. You can either get to 11 o'clock and go, all right, thanks for coming guys. See you later. And that's it. You can spend, you know, you can get to 1055 and do a sparkler exit or an archway exit. Um, so you get everybody to make like a human tunnel and put their hands up and, go along and um, you go through you know as a married couple Um, or you can spend the last 10 or 15 minutes of the night going around and saying goodbyes and thank yous to each and every person in a farewell circle Um, or you can do a combination of these but the idea is that when you get to the end of the night if there's still a lot of guests there and you um, want to be sent off in style there's a couple of options there for you to think about a couple of other tips um, based on the ceremony as well so Say, for instance, you've got family that's uh, chronically late, i.e. my father-in-law. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, Don. Um, you might want to say the ceremony starts at 2.30, but you actually walk down the aisle at 3. And that allows enough time for people to kind of rock up. Um, if they're traveling far distances, it might be um, wise to tell them exactly when you're walking down the aisle. Um, I know I've been I've rocked up to wedding ceremonies at uh, 12 o'clock and it doesn't start till three and there's family hanging around for a couple of hours just because they've come from far distances. Um, so that might be something to throw out there for people traveling a fair distance. Now the ceremony usually is between half an hour to an hour max. Um, I like to kind of talk about music in the ceremony, you know, 15 minutes of music. Um, when people are mingling and kind of getting around the ceremony area beforehand. Um, and then you've got the heart of the ceremony, you know, your vows, walking down the aisle, signing the register. That's about half, 20 minutes to half an hour, uh, depending on what celebrant you have and the way they go about things, if you're doing a sand ceremony, or anything like that. And then you've got walking back up the aisle as a married couple. And then 15 minutes afterwards, people mingling, hanging around there. And that goes into the pre-reception section. Or canapé section, um, where people kind of either eat or drink, you know, in between, and that can be an hour, that can be two hours. Um, So my advice for that would be, uh, if it's a really really hot day and it's outside and there's no shade, you kind of don't want to have people having two hours of canapés there before they can get into a reception venue in the shade in the cool area. Um, So say, for instance, you've got a three p.m. ceremony. You finish up at four, and then the reception doesn't start till six. Um, So that can be uh, quite tiresome being out in the heat for that length of time. Um, But that's just something to think about. Now, this is all assuming, obviously, people are going for a, you know, Friday, Saturday evening wedding, you know, kind of by the book. Um, I know a lot of places, I know a lot of couples that have actually. Done a midweek wedding. They've done a day wedding. They've done you know a twelve o'clock ceremony and everything finishes up by five. Um, I totally get it, and the benefit of that is you get married during the day. You have a bit of a boogie, a bit of a celebration during the day, and then you got the entire night to kick on. Maybe take off the dress. Maybe take off the suit, and go you know to the pub with friends and family and and catch up and have kick-ons later on then. So that's something to think about as well, you know, uh, midweek or, you know, Saturday during the day or a Sunday wedding and all those things. There's a lot of uh, interesting ways that people are coming out. Uh, I just recently met a couple that they're going to be shooting their entire bridal photos before the ceremony even starts. So that's that's really interesting to me because that was the first thing that I heard of it. But... To me, that makes a lot of sense time wise because then when it comes to the canopy section and in between the ceremony and reception, they're not off taking photos. They actually get time to hang out with friends and family and actually catch up with everybody. Because let's face it, by the time you plan the wedding and all these amount of years and months leading up to it and all this planning goes into it, you end up, the, the, the entire day goes so quickly um so one of the best advice pieces of advice that I could give you would be to just take in three different times throughout the entire day just to kind of remove yourself and sit back and and take in everything and enjoy the day because it does go ridiculously quick um and in that time you you're going to be catching up with a lot of friends and a lot of family that you haven't seen for a while um it's probably one of the best opportunities to have an actual family reunion or catch up with old, old friends um all in one day so there's gonna be a lot of talking uh there's gonna be a lot of smiling too so when you're getting your photos done um just i I don't actually have any tips for a lot of smiling but that's just something to think about so i hope this gives value and again i like to always throw this out as well if you are struggling if you are stressed if you are really not coping if planning your special day is just too much, I totally get it. Um, It's actually been, you know, buying a home, moving house, planning a wedding and having a child are up there with the top four most stressful things in life, like, you know, in mankind. (laughs) So if you're just not coping, get, get a professional's advice. Um, Sit down with someone who's an actual wedding planner and, and, and nut out the day and, and, having someone there that can work with you and your partner is is priceless because you they, they can take you through all these elements to help make sure that okay this is due okay we need to put something like this together and, and, and timelines are just one thing of many 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 things that need to go into uh planning a wedding you know there's seating arrangements there's there's guest lists there's safe putting out save the dates there's you know, choosing the right suppliers and all the research that goes into that, and making sure that everybody works as a team rather than a group of individuals. You know, um, putting your trust in the right place, uh, places. You know, and and picking the right venue. All those elements play into all of those decisions. And if you if you are struggling, if you if you're just not coping, if if you're both working full time and and you you can't find the time and it's getting too much maybe consult a wedding planner that does it professionally, you know. Um, have a read through their reviews, check out their Google reviews, their Facebook recommendations, check out stuff on Easy Weddings, jump on the Australian Bridal Industry Academy, um, you know, to check out the best ranked suppliers in, in, in the state and in the country. Um, and, and work with a professional because, and, and get advice from a professional because it, at the end of the day, you, you can't put a price on your happiness, and you can't put put a price on um, your overall well being. So, and if it's getting too much, just just ask for help. There's no shame in that. Um, when you pick your suppliers, just pick their brains and and ask them all the questions that you have. There's no such thing as a dumb question, you know. Like um, you, this whole process, it basically turns you into an event planner because by the time that you go to arrange all these things. Uh, you, you do, you end up learning so many skills and so many things about the entire industry. So it's often good to talk with somebody that knows what they're doing and um, does it day in, day out. So um, I hope this podcast gives you value. If you do like it, please subscribe. Um, please share it onto somebody else uh, that, that is planning a wedding. You've got a friend, family all that, uh, please pass it around. If you have any questions, um, please get involved. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Nick Reed entertainment, read spelled R E A D like read a book. Um, the same with Facebook. Um, so please put it out there. If you've got any questions, if there's any way that I can help, if there's anyone you want me to interview, if there's anyone that you want to talk to, um, if there's anyone you want advice from, just, just let me know, send me a message. Um, And please share the content. I hope it was valuable. Thank you.